Welcome to A Fork in Time, the alternate history podcast. To a fork in time, the alternate history podcast. Don sitting in the host chair today. Going to take the uh, what if machine out for a little quick solo trip for this week's episode, and we're actually going to pivot off of something that we talked about in our sister podcast, the room where it happened, in room number one, talking a little bit about the compromise of 1790, and talking about in particular the location of the United States Capitol. And so for today's historical what if. We're going to go down sort of the what-if trail of that particular episode with what if the Capitol had not been located uh, to the newly created federal district that we know today as Washington, D.C., but what if it had maintained either its existence in New York, where the government had been housed at that time uh, during the, uh, the first administration, during the Washington administration, or if it had found itself to another city, uh, one of the prominent cities of the of the of the colonial and post-revolutionary period, for example, to Philadelphia. So today here on uh, A Fork in Time, the Alternate History Podcast, we're going to look at the what-if of a different location of the United States Capitol. Hope that you stay with us after the break. Would groceries delivered to you in as fast as one hour save you a trip to the store? Instacart makes that possible thanks to personal shoppers in your area who hand-select items based on your preferences from the stores you love. And shopping multiple stores is possible on a single order. Instacart picks the freshest produce and even keeps your eggs safe, all while finding everything you usually buy, providing smart suggestions for new items, and even highlighting deals to help you save money. And now you get free delivery on your first order over $35. Let Instacart know we sent you and help support our show by following the link in the show notes. Instacart. Groceries delivered in as fast as one hour. Welcome back to A Fork in Time, the Alder History Podcast. Again, today we're going to take a quick excursion down a historical what-if. And that historical what-if is going to be, what if the United States Capitol, as a, as a city, as the location, as the seat of government, had not landed in the place that we know it today, which is in Washington, D.C.? And so the first of the two excursions that we're going to look at here is what would have happened had the capital question or the location of a federal district not been resolved and if the capital had remained in New York. Uh, on a previous episode, uh, I think it was uh, the one that we talked about back during uh, about the War of 1812 that Alexis and I did talking about hurricane history, we talked about uh, some alternative ideas because the capital had to be evacuated uh, during the war due to, due to its location and due to the British attack. Uh, what would have happened if the United States Capitol would have remained in New York? I happen to have this idea, uh, maybe somewhat of a little bit of a, of a delusional idea. Of imagine a federal district that would be created inside of New York City as we know it. Remembering that in the time of the American Revolution and shortly after the American Revolution, there was still much of the island of Manhattan uh, that was not fully settled. Uh, most of uh, what we know today as New York City existed on the southern end or the southern portions of the island. And so imagine that the federal district had been created, let's say, around the area of what we think of today as modern Midtown, or around the area perhaps even of Central Park. 
and you actually have the United States Federal District, the location for the federal government, which has been mandated under the Constitution to not remain or stay under the jurisdiction of any state, but actually if it were embedded inside of a large city. So the first example I'm going to talk about here is New York. We could also talk about Philadelphia holding this role, or Boston, or any number of other cities uh, that would be candidates potentially for being the location of the new seat of federal government, even if that territory is broken out and made distinct from the state government or the city government where it existed. But just focusing on what it would have meant in the short term and in the long term for the capital to be located in a major city at that time. Uh, is, this is, again, prior to most of the Industrial Revolution kicking off, but in a major city or a larger population center. So the first thing that strikes me as being part of that alternate timeline with the capital based in New York is it would have had a much closer tie to more of a merchant and commerce-based influence on the government itself. That's not to say that uh, business cannot influence government no matter where you put your capital. In fact, if you think about a lot of state capitals in the United States today, they are not located in the largest cities. They are not located necessarily in the most populous areas, but that doesn't mean that business doesn't have an influence on politics or that they can't go to where the more rural capital is located and still have that influence. But I think it's obviously easier to see that the closer you have the seat of your political power to the areas that are uh, the, the concentrated control areas for economic power, the more likelihood you have that the two are going to be influencing each other. And certainly there were other large cities in the new United States at the time of the, of the founding of, 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 the new, of the new republic, particularly under the Constitution. Uh, but New York was certainly one of the growing and larger one of those. It was certainly becoming more and more of a financial power, was already an important, important location because of its harbor, because of the access, the riverways that were there. So I think one of the things you definitely would have seen is earlier on, uh, although many again credit, we talked about this during the episode on, on the room where it happens and the famous compromise of 1790, uh, that it was uh, Hamilton getting his uh, his financial plan in exchange for the location of the capital being closer to Virginia. Uh, you still would have had, even without Hamilton's financial plan, I think a tremendous amount of influence by a New York-based and other Eastern establishment business uh, entities on the on the new government, even more so if they were directly there in the in the federal district itself. And so, while that seems pretty obvious, I think that also would have again been true of Philadelphia, would have been true of Boston, would have been true of any established city. It's not unique to New York. New York. I think it is important to recognize that this, I think, would have existed, and we would have had a slightly different feel uh, to the capital. In fact, even by the time of the War of 1812, uh, when the city of Washington is now occupied as the, as, as, the, as the capital of the United States, as the federal district, it is not overly populated. It's still almost somewhat rural in the sense of, of what it was become. It was a city that was being built. It was not a city that already existed. And so to, to understand just the difference between those two things and how uh, the government early on would have been more influenced by being in more of a it's a little bit premature to call this urban setting uh, versus a rural setting, I still think is something that's worthy of looking at. To me, the more interesting thing is what would have happened if instead of, particularly after the War of 1812 or after the Civil War, as the United States is going through its uh, 19th century manifest destiny expansion and moving further and further west, if one of the several movements that took place would have actually relocated the capital to a more central location. One of the most interesting things about the location of Washington uh, as the capital initially was, it was fairly central in terms of the north-south axis 
uh, for the new nation. But certainly as the nation grew from the eastern seaboard of uh, the North American continent all the way to the west, to California, modern-day California, Oregon, and Washington, uh, the capital is very far removed now from much of the population centers and much of just not even close to being the geographic center of the nation. If you look at many of the state capitals in the new states that were formed as the new states joined the Union, as, uh, as, the, as the nation expanded from east to west, very often you find that the, the capitals are intentionally located in a central location. In fact, there was a move after the, uh, the U.S. Civil War, uh, for example, to, uh, to move the capital to St. Louis. There actually was a convention that was called and an effort that was made uh, looking to relocate the capital uh, from being so far east towards more towards what at that point was becoming the central part of the United States. Now, some of the what-ifs that come from that, I think, are very interesting. I mean, one of the things that we find even in our modern culture today with modern travel and modern communication is many people talk about that the, uh, the capital is located so far away from many of the centers of our population and from parts of the United States that it seems to be remote. Uh, there's something, uh, we, we talk about Washington as if it's some far-off place if we don't live nearby uh, here in the United States. They're on the eastern seaboard. And so it's interesting to think about what that would mean psychologically if the capital were more, were more central in its location. Imagine a location like St. Louis, or maybe even the creation of an entirely new federal district uh, that would be somewhere towards the center of the United States. In fact, in some ways, President Grant, uh, who, who was president after uh, the Civil War, the former general, the former Union General Ulysses S. Grant, is sort of credited with uh, doing things to sort of keep the, uh, the capital there in Washington. Uh, some of the investments that were made and some of the intentional efforts that were made to make the capital city more of a, an appropriate type of location for the seat of government. It was, this was directly in response to some of the moves. Horace Greeley, um, the, the newspaper person, uh, being one of the folks who led this, this effort, among others, to look at potentially moving the capital away uh, from Washington, D.C., somewhere to more towards the Midwest. And so, in some ways, the Washington that we know today is a function of the fact that there was a realization that the capital needed to be something different than it was, even at the time of the United States Civil War and shortly thereafter, particularly during the latter part of the 19th century as the nation is growing westward and, uh, if you will, the geographic center uh, is, is shifting further and further to the west as new states are added to the Union. One of the other interesting considerations, though, about the actual location of the capital that I think is an important historical what-if is the realization that the location of the capital in uh, what became a border state during the, the American Civil War, the state of Maryland, and directly adjacent to Virginia, which was one of the leading states in the Confederacy, created an interesting situation from both a tactical and a strategic sense during the American Civil War. If you had the capital in New York City, it's quite easy to imagine that uh, the way that the Union would have fought the war, the nature of what they felt needed to be defended, how it needed to be defended, would have been very different. In fact, it's interesting to me that actually the distance between the two capitals, uh, both the Union and, and the Confederacy, during the Civil War are very close to each other, with Richmond uh, being the Confederate capital, which is very far north in the Confederacy, and of course Washington being the capital in, in, in the Union, which is very far south in what remained of the Union at that particular point in time. In fact, it's just across the river there, just across the Potomac, uh, that we find the Confederate States of America. And so you can imagine if the capital had been in Philadelphia, which is not that far removed from Washington, D.C., but still further north and better protected 
uh, from what would become the uh, the states that is that it seceded from the Union and were were rebellion to the United States. But certainly, if it were in New York, where it would have had the benefits of geographic protection. Uh, that would be far different than what it enjoyed there at the location of Washington, D.C. I think you would have seen the conduct of the Civil War in terms of where battles were fought, what the strategic and tactical considerations were, be very different. Uh, for example, I think immediately to uh, Lee's uh, exercise of going into the North, which eventually led to the Battle at Gettysburg, the turning point of the war, the reason that that was so important was the fact that Lee was actually very quickly moving from Virginia <laughs> his Army of Northern Virginia moving into Pennsylvania. Uh, and the idea there was to circle around and put pressure on uh, the U.S. Capitol, on, on the District of Columbia, on Washington, uh, from the north and from the west. That's only possible if you have a capital that's located where Washington, D.C. is. Uh, for Lee to accomplish the same task, trying to launch an invasion into the north that would have been targeted towards New York City would have been a very different exercise with far more territory and far more challenges, uh, both from actually uh, what would have been capable of defending against that particular invasion, uh, going through New Jersey, going through, again, parts of Pennsylvania, uh, the eastern parts of Pennsylvania, much more densely populated and much more difficult to maneuver than the western and central portions of Pennsylvania were, and the fact that then carrying out the supply lines and the logistics and the other things that would have been required to support an invading force into the north would have been very different if the target of that invasion were New York. Now, the interesting thing that some historians will point out and, and some that I've read that, that conjecture on this idea of how this would have changed uh, the layout, topography, and the execution of the Civil War is it also might have been the case that some of the border states, I've mentioned Maryland here, uh, who were... Uh, basically remained neutral for the most part uh, during the Civil War, there might not have been as much of an emphasis or an effort to create that status. And so you may have had a stronger Confederacy in the sense of if a state like Maryland, for example, had chosen to join the Confederacy instead of being uh, placed in the situation that it was because of the location of the United States Capitol. So it's also possible that you may have seen a slightly different organization of which states joined the Confederacy, which states remained part of the Union, and again, as I've already suggested here, without going into tremendous detail, I think you would have seen a slightly different execution of the war. I guess the other thing I just want to mention just here briefly, just thinking through sort of the third leg of this potential what-if, uh, when it comes to perhaps it being in another, uh, another major city along the eastern seaboard, is there would have been the influence of how that city may have grown over time. Uh, New York was already one of the fastest-growing cities in in the in, the United States and the new United States, and we continue obviously to explode over time through the 19th century and into the 20th century, quickly becoming the largest city in the nation. But imagine that you have another major city that has the attraction of being the capital. So while Philadelphia is certainly a large city, it's among the top 10 cities in the United States, what if the trajectory of Philadelphia had been set a little bit different earlier on, and so it would have been the, um, it would have been the focal point, perhaps, of some immigration. It would have been the focal point of those that were coming to the United States to be near the capital. It just would have been more of the center of what was going on in the United States. And so even the trajectory of some of the East Coast cities, the large East Coast cities that we knew at that time that we, that we still know today, would be very different. 
So I just want to take this little quick hit. This is going to be a little bit of a quick hit today. We've been uh, taking a little bit of a step back here towards the latter part of summer on a fork in time, just trying to catch up things going on in personal life. So we apologize for getting this episode out a little bit late. But on this particular episode, I really would like to hear your feedback. And my intent probably is to revisit this topic again with some of our show contributors, because I know they would have something to say about it. So if you have some thoughts on this, go to the website, www.aforkintimepodcast.com. And uh, leave, leave, leave us something there. You'll see the, uh, the uh, particular announcement for this show that's there in our feed. And we'd love to have your comments back and uh, some thoughts as we explore this concept again in the future. So once again, Don, thank you for joining us today on A Fork in Time. Join us next time. Hope to see you then. Thanks for listening to A Fork in Time, the alternate history podcast. Learn more and provide feedback by visiting our website at www.aforkintimepodcast.com. Connect to us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash aforkintime or follow us on Twitter at A-F-I-T podcast. If you want to support the show financially, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash aforkintime. We hope you will join us next time.